Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating and love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast about dating that is going to be not so much about dating today. Um... (laughs) Today is our today is potentially my favorite episode of the year. That's I'm really I'm really selling it. I'm really hyping the buzz. Um today is our this is our potentially third annual or fourth annual. Jesus. Potentially fourth annual because I think we started this podcast right before Thanksgiving in 2017. Yes. Wait, you're so, completely correct. Oh, fourth annual. Wow. We're oh. hitting our fours of annu- oh. annuality. Guys, this is our fourth annual cornucopia episode. Yes. Cornucopia. I mean, I pronounced it like you, like cornucopia. That's not how it's pronounced. I mean, let's. I, I actually, you could tell me it was pronounced either way, and I, I wouldn't know. But I, I'm also excited, Liza. You know, 2020's been so great, and we have so much to reflect on. Um, no, our Thanksgiving cornucopia episode is all about being distracting. We asked you what you wanted. We're going to do all sorts of fun things. Also, before I go over what we're going to talk about today. Did you watch watch Burning Bread? Ooh, British Bake. I'm totally um, decomposing. Uh, did you watch British Baking Show this week? No, I'm a couple weeks behind okay. on Bake Off. There is yeah. a cornucopia. Oh, that's all I'll say. Uh, um, okay. Well, in that case, but one of the cornucopias looks like a dick. I'm just going to say it. I don't think it's a spoiler. <laughs> it's the technical. <laughs> and then, like, I feel like fairly often on that show, I'll be like, this baked good kind of looks like a dick. I don't know if I have a filthy mind, but just fairly often I'll be like, mm, I don't know. You see like Paul Hollywood see it and then they all kind of see it. It's 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 a, an, it was otherwise not a great episode in terms of who I prefer. But anyway, no spoilers. This is our cornucopia. Um, Liza, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about so much stuff. We're going to do, oh my God. Okay. We're going to do a content consumption that is both about content. And then we're going to do a consumption about food, drinks, other things. We're going to talk about getting through the holiday. We're going to talk about self-care. We're going to talk about doing Thanksgiving solo or in smaller groups or without your family. For some people, it's the first time that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to do some Reddit ships. We're going to answer a couple questions that we got from social media. And we're going to just talk about a lot of things. Did I miss anything? No, but that's that's it. It's a true cornucopia. It's Reddit ships. It's mailbag it's just big questions you have it's small questions you have it's what are you watching what are you listening to what are you consuming in other ways I'm excited I love talking about Thanksgiving food because I'm excited to eat it uh it's great I'm psyched I have like a mini buzz Uh, it's much later on the east coast than it is on the west coast so I feel like it's you know I'm allowed It's Um, it's a short week too I don't know I just feel I feel as 
Okay, there's lots of things, lots of things to say about this Thanksgiving and how difficult it will be for some people and how I hope everyone is being very safe and not going and, you know, killing their grandparents. But I would say there's also, I I feel like we're going to, we all deserve a few days off or a shorter work week if you have a shorter work week. Um, And I hope people can, no matter what they're doing this year, take that and take advantage of that time. I, I'm talking to myself here. I'm, I'm feeling like I need a breather. <sighs> yeah. Everybody, I mean, everybody needs it. It's so hard because usually I think our holidays can break up our normal routine. And this year it feels like maybe they won't be breaking up our normal routines as much because most people aren't traveling. Or because we've been working from home, the line between work and not work is fuzzier and harder to draw those boundaries. Um, but we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Maybe ways you can kind of demarcate the holidays, even if you're spending it in your apartment, not with your family, 10 feet away from your laptop where you also work. Um, we're going to we're gonna get into all of it. Yeah, we will. Shall we start with content consumption corner? It's just consumption corner this week because we're talking about food, drink, eyeball consumption, all the consumption types. I'm consuming a lot, so let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Would you like to go first? <laughs> No, you go first. I I feel like I yeah, you go first. Okay. So, um consume consuming through my eyeballs. I'll start there. Uh I would mm-hmm. love to say that I was reading all sorts of books. I'm I'm truly not. I am watching more Housewives of Salt Lake City. What else is new? Everyone should join me. Did I ever talk about watching The Queen's Gambit on here? If I did, it's really no. I mean, it's not very cool because everyone's watching it. Apparently, it's like the most watched show on Netflix and chess is trending everywhere. But I will say that I am one of those people who has Googled like, can I play chess online? Chess lessons online. I kind of want to get into chess. I played as a child. I was never good. I never like played in an organized fashion, just, you know, played casually when someone had a chessboard and I tried to learn it. Uh, but that's a thought if you need something to watch. Uh, in terms of fresh, new watching, I've been hate watching, I think, The Undoing a little bit more. I, mm. I don't know if it's a full hate watch. We've talked about this before. Last night's episode was bonkers. I don't know if you saw it, Liza. I haven't watched it yet. It didn't feel bonkers until the end, and then it was bonkers again, and they sucked me in, and there's only one more episode, but I'm just going to – I'm throwing a lot out there. Uh, I would also say this is consumption with my eyeballs, but through social media. I have mentioned this on the Patreon, I believe. You guys should check that out in terms of, you know, consuming with your ears. Uh, I have been following a – an account you may have heard of that has really blown up called De Moi, D-E-U-X-M-O-I. It is blind item gossip. A lot of times the, the, the DMs this woman gets and then posts are later proven to be like not right or a studio exec weighs in and then LOL, is that even a real studio exec? Uh, but basically, lots of good gossip. The highlight, if I can just kind of share with you this week, I guess it's not only a Jim Wah story, but it was fun to follow. Uh, the actor Lucas Gage, Liza, did you see this? He's been in like Euphoria. He's young. He, Who did he play in Euphoria? Um, sorry to put you on the spot. It's I, really no, no, I'm. I don't. I have no idea of his character name. Um. Yes. Oh, so he plays, I, I just full confession, I just had to look up who he played. Um, Tyler, you may remember him wearing a neck brace. Um, he gets into lots of trouble. Um, Is he the one with like the sick grandma? 
Yeah, and the longer yeah. blonde hair, yeah. Yes, and I yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. been in American Vandal as well. And okay, he okay, so he posted it was not on Dimois on his own Instagram account an audition, a Zoom audition he had with the director who is not on mute. The director who's you know about to watch his audition is not on mute. And is like, ooh, it's so sad. Oh, it's a British accent, which we all know I can't do. It's so sad how all these little actors have to live in these shitholes or something like that. He's making fun of his apartment, basically. This director. And it's recorded. And I guess this happened three months ago, but Lucas Gage, the actor, posted it this week. His reaction is beautiful. He's like... The director is like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, it's okay, man. Like, it's up. Hey, I, I can hear you. Like, but if you if you give me this role, it's all good. Then I can live in a nicer place. Ha ha. It's like he handles it so well. Then, so it was like director gate on Demois. Because it was like, who is this British director? Who, like, he's now posted it. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's now officially come out. It's this guy who I will also look up his name because he is a nutty man. Um. Sorry, he's done like a lot of sitcoms like Parks and Rec, uh, Tristam Shapiro, and he's now refusing to apologize for it. And anyway, all of this was fun because before this came out on TMZ, people were writing in and you didn't know if it was real, but like basically like little internet sleuths for is it this director, is it that director? It's just fun. It's blind item. So it's like... I love that shit. It's harm. Also like celebrity gossip, like look, not harmless, but just... In the world we live in, sometimes that's uh, the, con- the the feel-good content we need. Yes. I think it's like a private Instagram account. I don't think – I think they're good about like going back and saying this was not true. This was – it's just fun. A lot of celebrity sightings. Anyway, a fun follow. Incredible. So that's a little – that's – I didn't have any new TV, but I had new Instagram. <laughs> mm. Hey, that works. That's content. Um, That's great. Mine, I think, are, like, not super interesting this week, but I did. Okay, I'm on a little bit of a kick, and this is embarrassing, and, like, it's both not cool. Okay, what I'm about to talk about is both not cool and trendy at the same time, so it's toolish in two different ways, but please bear with me. But I am on a massive Dolly Parton kick. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's saving our lives. Fully. Like, quite frankly. Like, Amazing news this week. Amazing woman in a million ways. And I had listened to and potentially even recommended on, on this podcast the um, another podcast called Dolly Parton's America, which is hosted by Jad Abumrad, who's one of the hosts of Radiolab. Like, I'm a massive Radiolab fan and just, like, NPR fan <laughs> in general. Um, but he he made this podcast, um, another NPR podcast, Dolly Parton's America, all about her. And I listened to it. I want to say it was almost a year ago. I, I could be wrong on that timeline. Um but in the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to an enormous amount of Dolly Parton music. And I also watched this documentary on Netflix called, I think it's called Dolly Parton. It's called Dolly Parton, Here I Am. Mm. And I just think in so many ways, she is an icon and an incredible human and an unbelievable, um, you know, in a moment where America is so divided. Look at me like trying to be fucking political. She's this unbelievable person who is always kind of extremely moral and ethical and also was a super early feminist, but has managed to keep a conversation active for a lot of people who don't hear um, points of view uh, that speak to them from people that speak to them. Mm -hmm. I just think she's like potentially the best American 
and I love her so much and I'm in a massive fit of binging her content and listening to her music and um, it makes me happy all the time and I feel like it's giving me a lot of like calm and peaceful and centering energy right now and I would like to shout out a song this is like you know like I'm not a Kimmy knows this well and all listeners should know this like I'm not a music person at all I I don't even really listen to music this is like a strange (laughs) confession like I don't listen to music regularly um and I understand that by talking about Dolly Parton I'm proving that I'm not a music person but I'd like to shout out her song Light of a Clear Blue Morning because it's getting me through stressful times and I just think that she is like what America could be if it were good which maybe it will be I mean I mean Liza no truer words have been spoken and I feel that I too am late on the understanding of Dolly Parton train I guess I didn't grow up in a Dolly Parton household and I you know will yell at my father and and mother from beyond um for that but I yeah she is there's something very special when yeah this week, I think, before Secretary of State was announced, I don't know, there was some like official Biden-Harris tweet that was like, I think it's someone who will delight all people, like progressives and otherwise. And people were jokingly responding different names. And I saw Dolly Parton a couple times. People were like quote tweeting it like, Missy Elliott. I saw Dolly Parton a bunch. Um, totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, the thing that I think is so cool about Dolly Parton, something I think you would appreciate about Dolly is the reason that that people like me who are like, I was, I'm from New England. I've lived in New York most of my life. I'm like a, you know, a, a not a country music stan at all. Uh, the, the reason we're getting into her now is because she designed it that way. She's such a savvy business person. She's always hired the right management to put her in front of the right people at the right time. And she's constantly expanded her career at every phase. And like in her 70s, she's still fucking doing it. Like she just was like, I want to get a broader audience. And she's succeeding. Like she fucking got me. And I now will cry on the day Dolly Parton dies. May it not be for 30 plus years. Uh, um, I know. That'll be. Oof. <laughs> I don't. But I'm obsessed. I'm sorry. I literally just, t- I've talked to Jeff about Dolly Parton so much and he's like, I get it. Like he's He's been a very, he's been a good sport, but I'm talking about her a lot. So that's been a big part of my consumption this week. And doesn't she have a Christmas movie coming out on Netflix as well? She does. She signed a deal with Netflix. She, uh, I think a lot of her Netflix content is like not that good. I'm going to be totally honest. But the Netflix Here I Am documentary is actually really enjoyable and gives you a great kind of um overview of Dolly's life and career um and she is making she's making that content man she's out there she's a hustler and I'm gonna just add so I I believe Christine Bransky is in the Christmas movie on Netflix with her I don't know if it's out yet I haven't seen it however in a let's get into the holiday spirit quell anxiety and put on a movie we could fall asleep to I put on Bad Mom's Christmas, which I will not say is a good movie, but Christine Baranski is fucking hilarious in it. I can't. She's like, she plays um, Mila Kunis's mom coming to town for Christmas, and she's just like a Christmas Nazi, and she's so funny, and she's always great, but I obviously fell asleep in the movie, but I would like sort of recommend that movie she's incredible <laughs> she, I've I saw Mama Mia this summer at the drive-in in Greenpoint and I hadn't seen that movie in a very long time my takeaway was like Christine Baranski is a national treasure Ugh. but also uh Bad Moms 1 is such a good movie 
And I, our friend of the pod, Sarah Winter, recommended it to me. And I was like, I'm not seeing that fucking piece of trash movie. And she was like, just trust me. And it's so fucking funny and good. And so now, so I would say, and I couldn't even really remember the first one turning this on. But again, popped up, whatever. Uh, Not a good movie. But Liza, maybe watch Bad Mom's Christmas just for this Christine Bransky performance. Maybe get really high beforehand. Like there are enough LOLs, like true LOLs. Tony and I were LOLing at Christine Bransky's lines every other line, if not more. I, that might be my like night-night movie tonight. Yes, because you don't, I like there's no reason for me to turn it back on. It was getting too much into the story of the mothers and the daughters. Uh, no, no, no. And Susan Sarandon's in it. And then who? Oh, um, Cheryl Hines, who plays Larry David's wife. Those are the three Ugh. moms. So the moms Incredible. of the moms, you know. Anyway. Well, also just like Kristen Bell and Katherine Hahn uh, are yeah. so funny. And Mila Kunis is funny too, but like I love Katherine Hahn. I'm like a huge kind of like random Katherine Hahn fan. I just think she's incredible in everything and she is. Uh, when she came on, yeah. we also started laughing out loud. So that's yeah. So her mom is played by Susan Sarandon, but Katherine Hahn just so funny. Again, Tony LOLing in a way. Like I don't know. He was just like, I love her and which is I don't think he knows who she is, but just like she's always so good that Totally. She's like one of those that that girls. Yeah. You know, where you're like, Oh her. She's funny in everything. She's good in everything. She's like a good actor who's also funny. Yeah, Incredible. it's truly impressive. She is, you know, she's got some yeah. Dolly Parton tendencies, I will say. Not totally. on the level, but, you know. Uh, a Northwestern alum, I will say. Oh, shout out, Catherine Hahn. Shout out, Northwestern. And, and then she went to Yale School of Drama, which is why she got, like, she didn't get famous because <laughs> of Northwestern. No, so many good Northwestern alums out there, including Liza, our very own <laughs> podcast host. I thought you were going to say, like, Meghan Markle or something else. Oh, yeah, Meghan Markle. I was like, Z-Way. You have, I mean, we, the, the list is so big. You, Liza. I forgot that Z-Way went there. You've got... All the goodies. And then all the very, very, very famous people, you know, you've got no, all the But they're talent. all the famous people are like over 50. Like our heyday is past, um, except for Z-Way, who is young and cool. But um, speaking of Meghan Markle, I'm also watching The Crown, which oh, look, ooh. I don't, you, you don't need me to tell you The Crown's a good show, but it's a good show. I think season three was maybe not um, probably the weakest season of The Crown and season four, which is airing now. I've only watched maybe three episodes but it's very strong and it's very um it's a a lot about princess diana which i've never been like a royal head or whatever they're called but it's really interesting and really complicated and i i think it's like great the way it's made is great yes i have only seen the first two seasons of the crown i'm embarrassed to say i'm embarrassed to say it's it's a me problem it's not the show uh but i was thinking season three is a little bit skippable i'll tell you the one episode of season three you should watch there's one incredible episode but it's very depressing i and but you know i think there's something it weirdly was almost going to be on my list too because i feel like everyone's been talking about it and i do feel like if you're, you're like ah too slow or i'm not a royal head i think it's so beautifully made like and you if you're looking to just dive into something especially that you have like the Diana season or the season right now to get catch up to I would honestly recommend a big binge yeah yeah well the thing that I think is great is like every episode of the crown is like a little movie like mm-hmm. the episodes don't really connect so I mean some of them do obviously the characters are all the same but it's not like you got to catch all the plot um so it's kind of nice because sometimes I don't have the attention span for like a two-hour movie, but like a 47-minute episode of The Crown kind of does it for me because it's like they have a bajillion dollars. Every set is beautiful. Everything is gorgeous. It's so well-made. It's so like 
I regularly like don't cry, but feel emotions, um, which I'm pretty cold and dead on the inside these days. So that's, you know, it's like a nice thing to feel, feel something. I, I um, mean, yes, it's great to feel something, you know, <laughs> today I actually feel but some it, joy because the, the attempted coup of our government is over, but you know, it's still COVID. Ooh, ooh. So. <laughs> <laughs> One thing at a time. <laughs> okay, Liza, before we move on from what we were consuming with our eyeballs and ears, what, okay. I should have given this to you ahead of time and I should have done my own research on it. But what spectacular Thanksgiving episodes of television can you think of, remember, even just shows you feel like maybe had a good Thanksgiving episode? Like I will start with Mad Men has a bunch of good Thanksgiving episodes. Mm. This came to mind because the Instagram account Mad Men Quotes posted like here are the four Thanksgiving episodes if you're craving them. I was thinking if you're not able to have the big Thanksgiving this year – I, I personally kind of want to watch Thanksgiving to get get into the vibe, you know? Totally. Yeah. I have the – I have an answer for this fucking locked and loaded. Myself and my – my one of my darlingest friends slash cousin slash former roommate, Katie, who has been on the pod um, as a, like, dater briefly. Went on some dates for us briefly. Um, she and I are both massive Will & Grace fans from high school and beyond – and when we lived together for a couple of years, Thanksgiving Eve, we would watch all of the Will and Grace Thanksgiving episodes. And I cannot recommend them highly enough. I think all of Will and Grace is either on Netflix or Hulu. I'm not sure which one. And you can Google like the Thanksgiving episodes and they'll give them the dates. But for whatever reason, that show brought it for every Thanksgiving episode. And they had one Thanksgiving episode that was all flashbacks to like Will and Grace's younger years that made me cry and were so beautiful and so sweet and um every single time they did a Thanksgiving episode at least for like the first four or five seasons because like a lot of shows it kind of fell off towards the end uh it was just so so good I mean that's a good that sounds warm warming to my soul um and like the throwback nature of it I as a one-off I would also shout out uh the master of none lena waith episode like the beginning yeah. of Fuck i feel yeah. like you know her fame uh that's what season one i think of master of none and then i forgot about that with oh who played her who played her mom oh my god was it angela bassett I, it was angela bassett yes it was oh yep. that performance i forgot that was angela okay now i really dude. will rewatch that okay <laughs> i love angela bassett in a way yeah. that's twisted waiting for exhale waiting to exhale is like one of my favorite movies of all time waiting to exhale is how i feel about 2020 oh okay i want to set the car on fire that's my (laughs) when you know when she fills the car with his clothes absolutely iconic great another great content consumption i also feel like gossip girl has a pretty epic thanksgiving episode Mm -hmm. and then yes i just watched that yeah does the oc does the I OC? never watched the OC. Oh That's my, my dark gosh, secret. Liza, you should watch that for the first time. I, I know. I, I'm like an out of line with my generation. Yeah. Okay. I think there was the Christmas cup, but I feel like there are some good Thanksgiving vibes there. Um, so I'm just shouting those out. Basically, what's your favorite show? They have a Thanksgiving episode. I feel like every show from like the 90s through the 2000s like through 2010 had a Thanksgiving show. Before everyone was doing streaming, there was always like a Thanksgiving episode when it was, you know – linear cable and week by week but anyway that's just my final thought now Liza moving on what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish what oh okay what is it I mean honestly you want to hear some basic ass shit 
yeah mashed potatoes i mean <laughs> could i be more boring no. do you want to slap me i don't i i might say the same thing you know there was a there was a map put on the internet it was a meme i will post it 100 percent on our instagram account i don't think i've talked about this yet it was a map of the united states with everyone's favorite side dish by state and so <laughs> people were like Maine are you okay because it was like side salad like <laughs> like come on Maine I think it had to do with like some searching or something so I don't you know it's not like they surveyed necessarily it whatever but there were some really interesting like southern traditions I just didn't know about dressing I, I was like why does Louisiana love dressing as a side and I it was explained to me that, oh, that's kind of like stuffing. Or maybe that was Alabama. Mm, okay. But anyway, a really fun map. I'm going to post it. And mashed potatoes were quite popular. And I think one of the more normal favorite side dish choices. That's the thing where I'm like, I feel like such a basic ass bitch. But it that's the thing that I immediately like this. You know, the second you finish your Thanksgiving plate and you're like, I'm going to get seconds. That's always the first thing I think about is like, I want more potatoes. No, I, I would say, yeah, I would say potatoes or I would say... Oh man, <laughs> it's so funny because like Thanksgiving food isn't that good, but then it's it is. Uh, I would also say stuffing. I would also say the good cranberry sauce, like when mm-hmm. someone makes an, a yummy one. I would definitely say pie. I know that's not a side, but hey, it becomes breakfast totally. for the next week. So pumpkin specifically. I am in the pie making process. Last night I had a fail. Give it another one. Oh ago. no! What were you attempting? <laughs> pumpkin. And okay. my mom always made the pies for my larger family celebration. And obviously that's not happening this year, but I still wanted to make pies. It's like a tradition. It's a way to hold on to her, yeah. even though I'm not nearly as good. And it's just, I, it's so hard to make the crust and keep it at the right temperature. And I just, I had a little fail. The pumpkin interior was okay. It was pretty good, but that's why you make test pies. <laughs> yeah. Fully. Pies are hard. The The pastry is hard. I failed at a lot of pies. My aunt's a very skilled pie maker, and I went over many years to learn with her, and I have not nailed it at all. Yeah, it's hard. I know. I regret not – I did make pies with my mom, but I never paid it as much attention as I should have, and I have her – the recipe she used with her notes on it, but it's not the same. I need her to just be like, no, put it – that's too warm. It's getting too warm. The butter's melting. Yeah. Put it back in the fridge, you know. But Yeah, it's wild how you can never make stuff taste just the way your parents make. Like, I, my dad's a big cook, and I've been trying for years. And, you know, it's just never – my the food I cook never tastes as good as the food he cooks for me. You know, it just know. doesn't. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Speaking of which, should we talk about, like, this weird Thanksgiving? Yes. And how to get through it and what – to think how to get your mindset right yes because we have gems of listeners who we all know are not trying to kill their families by traveling to them mm-hmm. this thanksgiving i sound very judgy i don't mean to be i do mean to be like just be safe like it's so scary right now we just shut down indoor i mean sorry outdoor indoor dining was never open outdoor dining in la and i uh was just telling liza that i had friends to meet up with some friends and I'll get tested before but that doesn't even feel safe anymore it just feels like I'm contributing to the problem even if nobody's of a like older and uh, yeah it's just we I think it's just a like my dad is weirdly being a rational adult about it he was like I'd rather skip this Thanksgiving and have many more so 100% yeah my my parents too it took a little work but they're 
understanding it. And um, yeah, I'm going to have a, a small Thanksgiving with me and Jeff and his dad and sister. And yeah. even that, I'm like, if your dad doesn't feel good or if you guys don't feel good about us being around your dad, I we will pull the plug and spend it on the couch. And that is fine. It's just a day. We love everybody. I, we've got a lot of Zoom set up. We have, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I guess that's like step number one is just give yourself a fucking pass to do whatever you want because you're celebrating responsibly, whether that's with your roommate or your partner or yourself. Um, I know I'm thinking a lot about like older people in our lives that might be alone, like my grandmother, just feeling lonelier than normal this time of year uh, because there's no big Thanksgiving. And I would say this to myself and to all of us, maybe step two could be about setting up those Zooms. You know, step one is like give yourself dance in your underwear because you did it. You're being safe for Thanksgiving, even though it's going to be sad and lonely. Or maybe you hate seeing your family and getting asked if you're single or not and what your career looks like. And maybe this is the best fucking thing that's ever happened. But for a lot of us, it will just be different. Um, But I would say like, whether that's a Zoom with friends or your chosen family or your actual family or you're, you know, keeping in t- better touch with more extended family who you don't speak to all the time, setting up Zooms or just making phone calls, I think that's what I am hoping will make it feel a little bit more normal. Yeah, totally. And I also think, like, people may disagree with me on this, but I also think it's okay sometimes – I've had moments where I'm I have a, a holiday or a special occasion that I can't be around my family or the people I really want to be around because of work or just life or this that and the other thing. And I think there's always a lot of pressure to like make it a special day for yourself. And sometimes that's made me feel sad in the mm. past. Um so I also think that like I want to I I want to just let everyone know that like if it feels better to get uh, you know, eat a frozen pizza or, I mean, if there's businesses open in your area where you can get takeout on Thanksgiving, that's great. But like, I don't think you need to feel the need to eat Thanksgiving food yeah. or do anything that, that, um, is particularly Thanksgiving-y. Like, I think it's okay for you to view this as like a day off or a Saturday, if that makes it a little bit easier to get through a Thanksgiving away from your family. Like I've done that in the past and it's been, actually really nice to be like I'm gonna watch movies all day and then I'm gonna order sushi and then I'm gonna like talk on the phone to a couple friends and like that's that you know mm-hmm. um I think that's like I great think that yep yeah and if you're gonna miss it if you're like no I really want to cook a turkey and a pie and eat it and like that, that's great but if that just doesn't sound fun to you or if you think that like eating turkey alone is gonna make you feel sad just like fucking don't like you don't have to make this Thanksgiving like nothing is normal in 2020 so I, this is something I've been talking to my parents about. It's like, this isn't a holiday. This isn't a normal holiday. This isn't a holiday. This is a day that, like, we are not supposed to be together because it's not in the interest of public health or, like, our communities or each other. So we're not going to do it. And, yeah. like, that's that. So it's not a holiday if you don't want it to be a holiday. And it doesn't have to be. And, yeah, it's such a good point. It's, like, do – that's the – it's – Buy yourself fancy cheese and meats and make yourself a charcuterie board if that feels good to you. Order sushi if that feels good to you. Make a pie. Like, I would not be making a pie just because I must have pumpkin pie. I don't feel that strongly about pumpkin pie, even though I like it a lot. Uh, But there is something about having a project, especially like feeling a little claustrophobic lately. But 
it's so true. Like the Thanksgiving is like a pretty terrible holiday when we look back on the actual history of it anyway. And a lot of pilgrims did spread the disease all over America to Native Americans here. And like we don't want to be like our ancestors. And you're doing the right thing by being in your home and maybe a bubble bath, like a fancy candle. I know I've been really into having fancy candles around and having them smell nice. I, I just whatever feels good to you maybe like I totally uh, yeah a hike or a long walk getting outside moving around like I always feel better on days where I make myself do that even if I really don't want to you know it takes up some time I'm all about <laughs> I'm all about a walk yeah I love a walk too uh and get out there early because man oh man is it getting dark early these days <laughs> I, I so it's Miz. And I don't know whoever is listening, if you're on the East Coast, we have had a gray ass couple weeks that just makes it feel like it's dark earlier, even though it's not. It just feels like the sun never comes out. And that's the thing where I'm like, okay, I'm moving. This is, why do I do this? Kimmy, I'm coming to live under your your stairs. The sun helps. There's plenty of room um, (laughs) under my stairs. You'll be my hero. I'll be there in like four days. I'm going to get in the car. Uh, You're welcome. It's, you know, it's, it's, we will only be allowed to stay in my home if you come here, but that'll be fun. Uh, yeah. So should we should we do Reddit chips or should we end on Reddit chips because they're such a high note and do two more mailbag questions? Let's let's end on Reddit chips. Okay. I pulled some really silly Reddit chips. They're like they're so absurd. Like I pulled the the most fun ones and not the ones that are potentially most like applicable advice wise but I just think we need some ridiculous situations like they're like worse firsts but sillier crazier perfect so I let's do these um two more mailbags just really quickly I guess we've been generally asking each other mailbags not officially doing mailbags but okay so this is one that feels a little bit um perhaps I mean it's relevant okay I'm going to read it. I was just thinking like holidays coming up, engagements. We definitely have to have that conversation on an episode soon. But I also just don't know what that looks like this year. But Liza, I think. Well, we're be... going to have a holidating oh, episode. Holidating. Maybe that, that'll be our holidating. It can be holidating slash core engagement or something. Yes. And also remembering that putting a ring on it or being single and everything is all bueno. Um, or sorry, like if you don't have a ring on it, wow, thoughts are so hard. It's been a long November. Um, we got you. We, we you understand. Get you get it. Okay. So, uh, so this feels like a little bit of a 180, but hey, is it greedy to know what you want in an engagement ring and tell your boyfriend or let him pick it? Um, shop together? Question mark. So I wrote notes of this question, but basically the point being like, how do you navigate that? Like, should should it, Liza, I'm looking at you, like, should it be your partner's choice? Should it be a conversation? Is it, I don't, I don't think it's greedy, but what do you think? I think I could not give this advice with any more um, fervor. I think that like you have to remember you're going to wear this thing every day for the rest of your life and it should absolutely be something you like. So also on top of that, like I think you can think about how you want the experience to be. I talked about this a little bit in in um like when when I, you know, we did 
a little segment on um this, my my engagement story that makes me sound like a fucking influencer. I want to jump out the window. Um, <laughs> Don't you know the like our engagement story is horrible. Not that, but I I kind of wanted to be surprised because I think it's fun. Like I didn't want to know when or where or really what the ring looked like. But I had a very close friend of mine who is also close with Jeff. Like I kind of told her what I wanted mm-hmm. and she kind of talked to him like she basically was like you know part of this is like Jeff and I have been together for a really long time we were together for well over six years when we got engaged so you know five plus years into our relationship you know one of my close friends had a great relationship with him and was like hey like talk to me when you want to propose to Liza I know what she wants and you know she kind of saw some pictures and to her credit she she was the one who took the initiative and and it was like you should give me some pictures I want to do this she just like was mm-hmm. intuited that was the right thing I'm very grateful she did because otherwise I would have been like eh whatever and maybe not liked it um consequently like I love my ring and I'm obsessed with it. it's exactly what I would have picked out for myself um it's very similar to some pictures that we like she she and I looked at and she showed to Jeff so I think that you should think about the experience you want. Like if you want it to be a surprise, that's great. If you want it to be, you know, I think you can fully talk to your partner and be like, maybe even show him some pictures, but be like, hey, but I don't know. I don't want to know when or where. I want you to plan the whole proposal. Um, or I think my one of my best friends went shopping with her partner. They looked at rings together. She showed him a bunch of stuff she liked and then he picked it out from there like you know she showed him the types of things she did and didn't like they had a lovely engagement I think any of this can look totally fine and you also should talk to your partner about budget if um that's a concern if you're like this is what I want but it's also about what you can afford and what's comfortable and what you think is like the right amount of money to be paying I don't think you have to spend unbelievable amounts of money but also it should be something beautiful that you feel is really special to wear so like I I I totally understand like not wanting to have too many conversations but I also think that you can steer the conversation through a through an intermediary if you want to but ultimately just remember that like you want to love this piece of jewelry because you're going to wear it every day and it's not worth not like stepping on toes or um or whatever to not have something that you're going to really love Does that make any sense? No, it absolutely does. I think it's interesting. Even the way this question was framed, you know, is it greedy to know what you want in an engagement ring and tell your boyfriend? Like, just like everything else that we've been told, it would be greedy. The man has to propose. You must, as a single woman, find someone. It's all like what works for you. And what then if subsequently, if it's about an engagement, what works for you and your partner. So I absolutely don't think it's greedy to know what you want. Um... I also think it's great that you're thinking about maybe he wants to surprise me. It's just I think you will probably be disappointed if you don't have some sort of conversation, whether through an intermediary, as Liza just recommended, or, you know, directly or shopping together. Like, again, I don't think there's any right answer, but you should absolutely have some input because it sounds like you have some ideas. So, yeah. Totally. And you may also be doing like a service for him. Like, I I think that I've heard this from Jeff and I've heard this from almost every single man that I know who has proposed to someone with a piece of jewelry. There is so much anxiety around like, will he or she like it? You know, like, is it, 
it's, it sucks for them to put so much work and energy and money into something where they have no idea if you're going to like it. Like, imagine the stress. No. So I, you may I be actually, yeah, like doing him a service. I would hate picking out something that important for Jeff without his input. I could I would not have no even. fucking idea what to get him. Like Christmas or, or birthdays. I don't know. And I should know. And I try to pay attention. But maybe I'm just a selfish bitch i just i'm always like wait can we no. can we align because i know the brands you want but i know you're particular and what do yeah. you actually want you know it's i yeah that's a great totally great point well there's also always people it's harder to buy presents for than others it has nothing to do with them or anything but every year i have a, I have a big immediate family i love every single one of them everyone is great and a couple people i always have like 10 gift ideas for and a couple people i'm like i have no idea what to get you and i won't like yeah it's just some people are hard to buy stuff for. They are. You know what would be fun is like if you're, you know, looking at the rest of the holiday season and no matter what you celebrate, doing a little gift exchange with friends or even beyond. If we were better at organizing, we could organize one. But I feel like that would be so fun just to get a little surprise with some a little bit less pressure, like a secret Santa by mail totally. vibe. Totally. Like a, you know, $30 limit or something. It's just like a mellow. There's so many amazing fun like gifts on Amazon and stuff just little things that like I would never think to buy myself but that I would be really psyched to receive as a gift yes I'm all it's always sometimes it's like oh this is a boring thing like I don't know a really fancy like candle but sometimes that sounds like the worst gift in the world but sometimes me personally I will take a fancy candle because I don't like spending my money on that but I love a fancy candle it's just a little luxury a little luxury it makes me feel special and it also smells nice so totally I'm I'm I bought I just bought myself a matcha making kit that's something I'm consuming I'm a huge coffee person and in an wow, effort to reduce Liza. my coffee consumption <laughs> I've been making matcha with like the whole thing with the special whisk and the special sieve and the whatever I was just a weird day on weird dark gray day and I ordered I ordered a bunch of stuff to make matcha and you know I spent like $27 on it on Amazon <laughs> but I was like oh I'm definitely getting this for someone for Christmas it's just like a little thing I've been making myself that makes me happy it's so simple it doesn't cost a lot of money to get set up and it's just like very yummy and nice and kind of a little fun ritual thing to make it Ah, uh, I will add to that I have invested in they're not even that expensive well actually I don't know but I got nicer tea like Harney and Sons do you know that brand they have like mm-hmm. a cinnamon totally tea yeah and yeah pe- they come in little tins, tins right? so they feel fancy yeah. and they that is changing so when I get, you know, the 3 p.m. rolls around at work, I go down and make a tea because that's what I would have done. I would have gone and grabbed a drink somewhere at work. I wouldn't be sitting in the same desk. It's it's highly recommended. The hot cinnamon spice, which sounds nuts. I don't think I mm. like cinnamon that much or drinking it. This is a particularly good one from Harney and Sons. Mm, mm, yeah. Yes, yes. Those British people, man, they know what they're doing with their tea. They they stole all the herbs from the countries they colonized. <laughs> they make, yep. They've been doing it. They've been making tea for hundreds of years. Yep. I love it. I'm obsessed with the tea, with the tea game. Tea game um, fire. I've been trying so hard not to drink three to four coffees a day. If I can keep it to two coffees and a matcha a day, that's like a win. <laughs> but uh, today I had four, so four coffees and no matcha. So it's not... So we're not batting a, a thousand, but we're, but then you had two we're, two we're beers, on so it. you kind of subtracted two of the coffee. So really, totally. it was a two coffee day. It's balance, mm, you know, <laughs> balance, health, yeah, fully. <laughs> okay, I'll do one more mailbag that I think is a nice finishing touch before we dr- drive our drive ourselves um dive into the Reddit chips and the bonkers experience that will be. 
Um, this is a very sweet question. It's not really particular to us or advice, but what's an unexpected situation that happened because of COVID that has been a blessing? Oh my God, these questions are so um, insightful. I love them. Ooh, do you have something that comes to mind mm. immediately? I mean, I should. I was the one, you know, collecting this part of the episode. I mean, Donald Trump getting voted out. I honestly think had COVID not happened, now that I've seen how many people in this country would have voted for him, I, I don't know. He might still be there and we might be in for four more years of horror, but that's boring. I always talk about hating Trump, so let's move on. Uh an unexpected situation. I don't know. I feel like it's hard. I graduated into this economy, Liza. You, you've had a you've had a tough yeah. No, a but tough so run have in, you. In, you, know. you have as well. Um, I guess I think I've just it's it's super cheesy, but in terms of an unexpected situation for me that has come out of COVID is I have had to take a step back and think about like what's most important to me and and that includes my relationship and trying to be I mean I'm I'm not doing a good job of this so I don't know if this is something that has been a blessing or really come out of COVID yet but trying to be more aware of like the ways that I act having to be around someone all the time sorry like you've had this all year I'm just like holy shit being quarantined when you live with someone and I to anyone who's single and listening, and I was single for my entire life until recently, I don't mean to not appreciate it. It's just I know it's a grass is greener thing because I was also, you know, semi-single for quarantine when I was in a long-distance relationship and I could do what I wanted. I had a routine, but now it's not. And we just look at each other and like, I'm like, what? What are you looking at? I'm not looking at anything. I'm just looking at you. It's like, ah! <laughs> anyway, Oh my God. I guess. I want to witness one of these exchanges very, very badly. <laughs> I'm just like, do we have to watch? I'm, I'm going upstairs. I need to watch my own show. Like, it's just, it's like, I love him. I feel so lucky. But I've, I've also, I don't know. I've had to like, maybe for me, I've had to reckon with like, you're not a solo independent person anymore. You're in a relationship and you're going to have to be in that relationship like all the time and that's I I know I'm whining about it but I'm very grateful for that comfort and it's just kind of like being a little less selfish you know baby steps if he heard me I think it's important no (laughs) he'd be like I think it's important to talk about that stuff too because it's like it's true it's what we talk about all the time that the really the the ideal you guys have an amazing relationship but amazing relationships are not a band-aid are not a band-aid are not a cure-all you know they don't fix everything they don't like there's so much to work out within a relationship which is why it's so important to you know do work on yourself when you're single and to feel you know to understand your boundaries to understand like all of these things are so important like it's it's I think it's really important to give that insight I mean there's absolutely been times during quarantine where I'm like I just want 48 hours alone without you and that doesn't mean I don't love him that doesn't mean like I'm course sensitive to the fact that it's incredibly hard to be quarantining alone and I have friends who are doing that and I I am th- thrilled to have to have uh the relationship I have but it's not it doesn't fix everything for sure I mean it's there's a lot of figuring out of stuff to happen in in the middle of that and you know what that that's what you just said I just wanted to add this for anyone who's single out there you know what would suck more than being single during quarantine or being with someone you love which doesn't suck but you know the, the frustrations of being around each other 24 7 
would be being with someone you didn't truly love, but you just wanted to be with someone and then being quarantined. Do you know what I mean? Being in a relationship. Like the people that you've maybe, I'm talking to myself here, thought a lot about why that didn't work out, but it was not right. Then I can't imagine. And I think those are, yeah. Like fully. Imagine being stuck in the house with them 24-7. When I think about that with my exes, who I I have the highest respect for as humans, oh my God. (laughs) You know, it's it's staggeringly scary. Yeah. And again, never to diminish the loneliness, but I feel like that would be a different kind of loneliness. Like, so just take, if if that brings any comfort um, to anyone who is single and always reach out to us too. And totally, we are here. Yeah. Any, any day. A tough time, but the vaccine is coming. The vaccines are coming. Thank you, Dolly Parton. Mm -mm -mm. Thanks, Dolly and science, scientists, et cetera. Yes. um, 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 Someone, my good friend and roommate from college her younger brother who also went to my undergrad school boston college has been working on the moderna oh. vaccine from the beginning good and for so, him shout out um big shout out very cool uh so that's that we talked about vaccines vaccines, a lot. <laughs> vaccines oh my god i can't wait um okay Oh, I was going to do mine, but I think it's literally the exact same as yours. Oh, you didn't do it. No, no. You must. It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. That was was extremely annoying of me to be like, okay, Uh, my turn. Uh, I don't feel that way. Mine's not that interesting. My, my, uh, I'll stop qualifying. Mine is that I, (laughs) oh, my God. Can you fucking, I'm the worst. Can you even handle me? Horrible. Um, I, mine is just that I. I realized I, my, the level of stress and busyness that I was operating at was un, uh, untenable in the long term. I'm not sure I would have learned that lesson if I had not been literally forced to stop. I lost my job due to COVID in April, and my industry has been pretty shut down, although it's starting to open back up and work opportunities are starting to trickle back in. Um, and it was hard and scary, and I feel like I you know, had worked for a while to achieve like some financial legs that then got kind of like I realized were way more vulnerable than I thought they were um and all of that was scary but but the scariest part was like just how relieved I was to not be working 10-hour days regularly and um busy constantly and overscheduled and stressed and feeling like I was constantly disappointing everyone around me because I was so busy and stressed and always feeling like I was letting somebody down because there was so much on my plate. Um, I just realized that's not like any way to live. And I don't think I would have realized it if I I hadn't been forced to stop and get off the treadmill. I don't think I would have figured it out that I just was not sustainable. So ultimately, I selfishly am grateful for this year, even though it's had big implications on my life. And of course, I would absolutely change it if I could due to the horrible devastation it's caused so many yeah. people um but yes. it, it's been a learning uh a learning year for me for sure in like how to not live because 2019 was not the way I want to live and neither is 2020 but fingers crossed for maybe 22 I know yeah good reminder like we're answering this thoughtful question I Early on in the pandemic, there were a lot of people being like, I'm so grateful for this pandemic because I'm getting all my shit done. And I was like, shut the fuck up. People are dying. So I just want to be clear. I want to disclaim again because, you know, I'm paranoid that we'll always say the wrong thing. But I don't. I, Liza, I think, you know, you bring up such a good point for you is about 
time and allocation and busyness. And yeah, I do think that everyone has had to slow down a little bit and think a little bit harder about what's important to them. Like I, yeah, it's been very existential, I think, for my dad. I don't know if other people who are just closer to an age where they could be more harshly impacted by this virus have felt that way as well. I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. I feel like I, there is a part of me that as impatient as I am, I'm a lot more patient than I would have been at 21 with like, okay, I just skipped this Thanksgiving then. Okay, it totally. sucks, but and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we're talking about both sides of this. And this is something I've always liked about I'm, I'm marrying into a Jewish family, but I'm not Jewish. So if I'm misunderstanding this general um, concept please at me but something that Jeff has explained to me about Judaism and and I have always thought it's really beautiful is there's a real recognition that like the sweet and the bitter in life happen at the same time like like there's um you know learning comes out of grief and um happy times sometimes make you feel sad because you're missing the people who aren't there with you you know there's like these things do go hand in hand and I think sometimes a, a massive change in the way we're all living because of something horrible like there are you know flowers that grow out of that so to speak but also it doesn't mean <laughs> you want that to be the case you no know? it's super it's weird it, but it's a comforting thought like when my mom died there was no way to go back and change that and the holidays were the most painful part but then I I don't know I feel like there's also just become these opportunities for remembering her or traditions that even in this year it didn't get to have like where we would always celebrate her birthday but mm. I guess this is getting – but to that point, the even the pain in those situations, I don't know. It doesn't – there were new opportunities to celebrate her or think about her or reflect on her. And I think, yeah, this year is so bad and, and unfathomably bad for so many people who have lost loved ones. It's such a tragic year and I can't begin to pretend to understand um, the toll this has taken on our lovely – healthcare workers who listen to this podcast and who I wish we could do more for it's uh, yeah not that you know not that not in a karma way but like there will be bright spots there have to be especially for people who suffered so much in this year I just I have to believe that okay we are not totally spiritual and maybe on Thanksgiving it could be like finding finding a bright spot for yourself even if you are a healthcare worker even if it's five minutes outside alone looking at the clouds pass by you know like I'm not like I said I'm not spiritual I'm not I don't I can't I don't meditate I don't have any of this vibe but I do think that like finding just like two or three minutes of some kind of like very simple happiness is is like something you could do for yourself this Thursday if it's going to be a bummer of a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, shall we Reddit ship? <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you can save these for Thursday because they're fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. Um, okay. 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 Go for it. So mine is a so, little bit more of a blind item. <laughs> do we want to just explain this segment in case anyone yes. hasn't heard of Reddit ship segment before? <laughs> yep. Okay. So these are just there's a there's a Reddit there's a there's a subreddit just about relationships. People ask questions and advice for their relationships. And then there's also a Twitter which is relationships. Oh, what's their handle? It's um relationships.txt. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's a lie. It's at Reddit ships. 
that's their Twitter handle. And they post some some choice posts from the relationship subreddit and from other subreddits, but they're usually about relationships. Some of these I believe I pulled from Reddit ships and others I just got from the relationships subreddit. But the ones we're reading actually might might both be from Reddit ships. So big shout out to Reddit ships. And um, we're going to like – usually we, get, we read these and then we kind of give our takes on it. No. <laughs> we pulled some silly ass ones today because like we thought it would be fun. So this is just for our enjoyment and yours, hopefully. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, oh, Liza, I'm already messing up. Should I read the edit at the beginning? Yes or no? Sure. I mean, I think the big thing that the asterisk is just that the guy, this guy is not a Trump supporter. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'll start. Okay, edit. Just to clear this up, my husband is not, nor was he, a Trump supporter. He and his advisor did analysis on the Pennsylvania voting, and they predicted Trump would win and thus win the election. Obviously, they were wrong. He was hanging his bet on his analysis being right, not on being a Trump supporter. Okay, that's a wild disclaimer before you've heard this story, but just keep that in mind. Uh, Okay. I'm probably this poor woman got harassed by some commenters, but I'll try to keep this short as short as possible. Husband is a stipend PhD candidate in statistics, means he makes a small salary in addition to paid tuition. He was so confident in his alternate analysis of polling data, he bet a friend that the current president would win the election. I had no idea this was happening, but we went out to dinner on Saturday to celebrate the election and my husband ate so much, I'm sorry, that he actually made himself sick. That night he said, he just said he was super happy, but then on Sunday... Sorry. He got door dashed three times and I forced him to tell me what was going on. He tried to play it off like, oh, babe, you'll get such a kick out of this. Ha <laughs> ha. Lost a bet because of the election. Ha <laughs> ha. And I have to eat 10,000 calories a day. Guy code. Love ya. 10,000 calories a day. I was shocked That's so much. <laughs> oh, my God. I was shocked and stunned to say the least. My initial reaction was that since I'm the main breadwinner and we're still saving for a house, we can't spend $80 a day on DoorDash for one person. He said he was okay with that. I think I was still stunned and left it at that. So Monday and Tuesday, his idea was to go get a bunch of frozen Red Baron pizzas and liter bottles of soda so it would be cheap. It was disgusting. In bed, he smelled like he was sweating pizza grease and sugar. He's already so bloated, and I did some calculations (laughs) on the internet, and he's eating about 7,000 more calories than he needs to, which means he could easily weigh over 400 pounds when this year is over. Jesus Christ. November 10th is the anniversary of the first time we ever had sex, so I usually get new lingerie, and we have a fun night in celebration. He was so bloated and tired. That is fun he could barely move and the sexy outfit i had bought from yandy i don't know just stayed in the bag it made me very sad i approached him this morning and i admit i was very angry and told him how stupid i thought he was he said he agreed it was very stupid but it's the guy code thing and he has to do it i asked him if he understood how ridiculous it sounds he said it probably did i asked him about the weight gain and his health he said he's going to start walking at the university to make up for it about six miles one way i said what about the time that will take with it getting colder at that point he got frustrated with me and said to get off his back that he could live with himself if he he could never live with himself if he welched on a bet i just left and came to work i'm so disgusted with him acting like a child four days in and this stupid bet has affected our sex life his health and my respect for him what can i do about this (laughs) 
I just, I can't. It's so good. <laughs> My fa- favorite thing about this is that someone who's smart enough to be getting their PhD in statistics <laughs> is also dumb enough to be like, hey, guy code. Like, I got to do it 10,000 calories a day for 365 days. Like, there's no way this will last. This will not last if this is even real to begin with. I like to think it is. It feels so specific. I, I feel that it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think this one is real. The one I'm going to read, maybe not, but I hope it is. But, like, this is, I mean, <laughs> it's just so hilarious. Men are so funny. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm extremely into it. Okay. Should I do mine? Oh, yeah. Do we have Sorry. anything else to oh, yes. say about I was this just one? waiting no. like a little baby, like, tell me, tell me, Liza, I want to giggle. <laughs> no, not at all. But, like. Okay, I almost feel bad not analyzing it more. It's just oh, too absurd. Oh, I don't know. No. Well, okay. There's nothing to analyze. <laughs> I'm I'm doing this out of habit because when we do a Reddit trip, we're usually like, here's what I would say. It's like, there's nothing to fucking say. Yours don't eat 10,000 calories a day. It's very bad for you. And she <laughs> is totally, like, if she needs to break up with him, I completely support her. Give us a call. Come be our new dater. Like, this is a bonkers story. <laughs> Fully. Somewhere in the replies to this, um, someone was like, why don't you call his friend and tell his friend that he should say, like, maybe you need to go to the gym seven days a week instead of, yeah, like that. Just have his friend switch the bet because his friend doesn't want him to die. This friend, <laughs> the motive. Well, this was such a weird one. Yeah, you. Should, if you're doing Bizarre. a bet like this, like make it something that is still something you don't want to do, but not going to, you know, kill you fully. <laughs> Like, didn't we, didn't we see, uh, super, super size me? Okay. A million years ago. I'm literally dating myself. Okay. So this is mine. The subject line is boyfriend's annoying minion fixation turns into nightmare, not night and turns into nightmare parentheses, not safe for work link as part of explanation. (laughs) So I 28 female have known my boyfriend 32 male for four years and we've dated for two. Up until this incident, we've only fought a handful of times. I thought we had a pretty solid relationship, but it's but his latest thing has basically turned my world upside down and I don't know what to do. My mom, like many boomer moms, love minions. She's always posting minion memes on her Facebook. My boyfriend thought it was funny. We would joke about it a lot, but I thought it was kind of weird how much he thought it was funny. Like, he would bring it up a lot and just laugh really hard. Anytime he saw anything minion related, he'd go talking about my mom's obsession. Sometimes it was funny, especially in the beginning, but honestly, it got kind of old and annoying. We went to go visit my parents a few days ago, and he kept bringing up minions to her every chance he got. I thought it was meant to be an inside joke with me, like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, see what I did there kind of thing. He played it off that way a few times, but I started to get vaguely uncomfortable when he would literally bring up minions with her, even when I was practically out of earshot. Just a few examples. (laughs) Pointing at a little farmer figurine, saying, look, he's got minion overalls. Seeing a dust cloud in a field, saying, they'll need minion goggles. Hearing the cat make a weird sound, asking if the cat speaks the minion language, etc., etc., (laughs) My boyfriend is not that socially awkward under normal circumstances, and I really wanted my parents to know that, but it was getting difficult to leave a good impression, (laughs) especially since he was acting so differently than the last time we spent time with them. When we had dinner, the wine flowed, and this did him no favors. At some point... When my aunt and my dad were loudly gossiping about an old friend, he started an awkward side conversation with my mother. I missed the beginning of it, but I definitely heard him when he said, have you ever wondered what a minion felt like to touch? And she said, no, I have not. I don't think about them that much besides an occasional Facebook post. She was definitely weirded out by that at that point and clueless to her social cues actually said something to the effect of, 
oh, he said something to the effect of, judging by Facebook, you seem to think about them all the time. Don't worry. I do too. My red... (laughs) This is bonkers. I'm sorry if this is long. I'm just like, I have to... No! Okay. Okay. My red flags vaguely went up then. I didn't even know why. It felt like he was flirting with my mom, even though that made no sense. I just felt uncomfortable and the alcohol wasn't helping my emotions, but I didn't show it. I just tried to keep the peace and maintain normalcy. Not long after, my boyfriend made an excuse to go to bed early around nine, which I was kind of relieved. About 20 minutes later, I went in the bedroom where we were staying to grab my phone charger and I found him quickly pulling his pants up. (gasps) (laughs) No. The dean was already done. Okay, blah, blah. I'm not going to read all of this, but he basically jerked off. Um, No, is it the minions or the mom? Okay, ready? (laughs) (laughs) Then I saw a look on his face as he looked at his phone that had dropped on the bed. At, the, at that moment, I did something I wouldn't normally do because I was buzzed, blah, blah, blah. I snatched the phone and immediately looked. He, start, he started making excuses before my brain even registered what I saw. My instinct was right to look. Uh, I'm not going to describe describe it, but the link is below. See for yourself if you're willing to see something very vile and minion related. The phone was paused on the video. Well, okay. Then there's basically, look, there's a Pornhub link. Oh, <laughs> I did watch it. It's an a very badly animated thing of a minion having sex with Gru's nose. Oh, <laughs> that's my the least God. disgusting way I can say it. It was so fucking vile and hilarious. I immediately called Jeff and was like, "You have to come see this." <laughs> like it, like the animation was so bad that it was like it was comedic. Like there's this is why potentially I'm like this is fake, but. I don't care because I'm obsessed with the story. Is there a whole minion category on Pornhub? Like, is this a no, thing? No, I looked. Okay. I was like, Thank what's you. recommended to me? And I, don't, I don't think it's a thing. Um, okay, so I don't necessarily need to read the rest because it's just other stuff about basically she was like, and then maybe it dawned on me like he bought me a yellow sweater. And at one point he kept insisting it was cold, but we were having sex. And I now I'm realizing like, I think he wanted me to put the yellow sweater on. And... <laughs> Oh, no. But essentially, that's the meat and, the, and potatoes of that Reddit shift. I mean, is it like, because there's like the fluffer, not the fluffers, the fluffies, the fluffies, mm-hmm. the puffies, the, the furries, the furries. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. I just named a bunch of marshmallow brands, but that's okay. Maybe this is like that with like outfits. Like, I don't know. Liza, is this a deal breaker for you? Uh, yes. I know. Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, no, I'm I trying not to shame negative. anyone's kinks. <laughs> oh okay i mean here's my thing i just think that the creepiest thing for me is him trying to talk to her mom about it if this is a true story which jesus i really hope it is i want it to be a true story i feel like that's the craziest thing he got a little drunk and was trying to talk about like thought the mom was into minions i know i feel like i really thought it was well i knew the minions were gonna be a big part of the story but i it felt like he was also turned on by the mom and the bond. And then, yeah, it is about, it's about the mom. It's about the mom and the minions. Yeah. It's not just That's like. That's the thing. Oh, man. I think. Oh, my. Isn't that. It's just. Unsettling. It's a, it's a deal breaker. You're right. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I just don't. Everyone can be into what they want to be into. I would be very uncomfortable being with someone who's into that. And probably my mom as well. Yeah. Not for me. No, thank you. <laughs> Insane. But also, I'm yeah. so obsessed with the story. It's Guys, if you want to read this and others, please follow Reddit Chips. Like, there is one that I didn't even read called I Have a Ghost Boyfriend and He's Into Feet, 
which is very genuine. Like she really thinks she has a ghost boyfriend. There's so many great ones. And there was once a woman, remember everybody when the woman got married to a ghost in like Britain, I think, uh, mm-hmm. in the UK? Yeah. Oh, everyone. it's a real ass thing that people believe is a thing, which if that's your thing, write to us because we'd like to, to hear about yeah. it and have you on the podcast. We will be respectful. Let us know. It would honestly be a very COVID way, a safe way of having a new dater. If you're dating ghosts. For sure. Well, it's safe by us. 100%. So, you know, it's, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Keep I'm, it clean. I'm keep it safe. Okay. There was one Reddit ship that obviously I'm not going to read, but it was about, it was really sad and upsetting. This would be more of like a, of an advicey one where like a girl found, realized her boyfriend had been like engaging with sex workers um which like hey were sex work positive but the 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 guy was lying to his long-term like live-in girlfriend about it and he she found a text from him to um a message from him to a sex worker asking what safety covid safety protocols the sex worker was putting into place and the girlfriend was like there are no covid safety protocols no. <laughs> like, you, if you're having sex with someone <laughs> i just thought it was a funny thought of like oh yeah sex workers are, are dealing with this right now too no um, it's, a, it's a good thought uh, yeah it's tricky oh boy it's also oh my goodness well hmm. guys on that bizarre note do we have anything else insightful to say <laughs> we should have ended on maybe we should have ended on the deeper stuff no I just I'll end on a deep not so deep but we're very thankful for you you all are the reason we keep doing this I mean this is not our day job as you can tell by the way we plow through these um, episodes songs outline but we do love you and we do this for you and we love all of the sweet messages and the reviews you give us those are great join our patreon if you want to um that would be great it's only a dollar we don't we don't we don't have a minimum to join we just want to give you content and have like a community so yeah and we're doing batch bachelorette recaps right now and the bachelorette's having a great season we didn't talk about it in consumption because we're talking about it on the patreon um, but yes, eternally thankful for you all. We wish you the best um, Thursday ever. And if you're feeling sad or lonely, you can always reach out to us. And um, we will be around also Thursday. We love you guys so much. We do. We love you. And, you know, stay safe. Happy Thanksgiving. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.